Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. So the holidays are here, and we all try to eat healthy. You think about it. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. You hear you're supposed to take walks after Thanksgiving dinner, so you don't pack on the pounds. But the reality is that many people gain about one to two pounds between Thanksgiving and the New Year. And you think that, you know, maybe I'm trying to keep better track or I'm not, but really it starts to add up whether you're the person cooking a meal and you sit there and tasting the gravies or tasting the mashed potatoes to see that they're okay. All of these things start to pile up. Well, we are here to help you decide and figure out a plan and to execute a plan because we all know that planning really is one of the keys to keeping that weight from piling on at this time of the year and really all year round. My guest is Dr. Brian Parr. He's Associate Professor of Exercise and Sports Science at the University of South Carolina, Aiken, where he teaches courses in exercise, phys, nutrition, health behaviors. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parr. So holiday weight gain. I mean, I'm looking down at my stomach going, geez, really? And it's only a week past Thanksgiving. So what do we do? Let's talk strategy. Yeah, so the first thing is that you are not alone. Um, there are a great many people who do gain a little bit of weight, maybe a pound or so during the holiday season. And that matters because for many people, that accounts for the majority of the weight they might gain in a given year. So this time of year, it is worth paying attention to. So I think we're on the right track here. Um, I think the the standard advice of move more and eat less still applies during the holidays, even though that may be more difficult, it requires a little more effort. Um, you mentioned going for a walk after Thanksgiving dinner. Not, I think a bigger issue isn't adding in walks like that, but not giving up the usual routines. I think one of the things that happens around the holidays is people get so busy with all the things that they're trying to do, shopping and holiday events and so forth, that they don't take time for the activity they normally do. Um, and I think trying to Still keep that activity as part of your plan as much as possible will probably go a long way to help a lot of people prevent holiday weight gain. Well, I always tell people that you don't have time, and I even was saying this to myself, giving myself that advice, Dr. Parr, nobody has time to exercise. And certainly around the holiday, if you're hosting, and as you said, shopping and all of that, but you have to make time. So how do we squeeze that time in once you put the turkey in, you got the gravy going, and then you run out for your quick walk? I mean, that's the problem with so many people is they say, I don't have time today. I'll make time yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. So you have to be creative. So when you're shopping, park further away. If you're going to the mall, don't park right outside the store you need to go to. Use that as an opportunity to walk around a little bit. Um, you have to really find little bits of time that you can add in some activity if if time is the real issue. And for a lot of people, it is, to be sure. What do you think is more important, getting that activity, and I know you probably say both, but or watching what you ingest? Because, man, with the alcohol and the desserts and the cookies people bring over, you know, that would seem, it would take a lot of walking to get that stuff gone. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and you're right, I, I would say both, the eating less and the, the moving more is important. But I think 
given the time restraints we were just talking about, trying to fit in activity and how difficult that can be, I think that then puts the burden on the trying to limit what you eat. Um, and I don't think the goal should be to not have any of your favorite foods and not eat at the Christmas party and, and not have Christmas cookies. I think the goal is to figure out a balance, to to make sure you can have the things that you really enjoy and take part in all the festivities, but not overdo it to a point where you're putting yourself at a greater risk for packing on pounds. So then let's talk about the food. So you're at holiday parties. Maybe there's a big buffet. Maybe it's a nice sit-down dinner. Give us some things we can do to make it so that, and we'll talk about hosting too and maybe making some healthier choices and making the food healthier. But if you're at someone else's house and you can't dictate whether or not they serve healthy food or not, what do you do with all the stuff? Yeah, so I'm I'm a proponent of trying to make favorite foods healthier, but I'm also aware that a lot of people just won't do that. They want their favorite foods the way that they've always had them, and modifying those recipes and, and eating different things just isn't going to work. And I say, fine. So now the trick is, how do you eat less of those things? Rather than, than eating large amounts, maybe focus on eating the things you enjoy but having less of them. And some really simple things you can do is just stay away from the food. If you're at a party or you're, you're at a buffet or something, get away from the food. If you're standing near the food, it's going to be a lot easier to eat than if you're further away. Um, the standard advice of, you know, use a smaller plate. Um, you'll put less food on a smaller plate, and then when you're done eating, Get rid of the plate. If you're holding it in your hand, you'll probably feel like you need to fill it up again. So again, eating the things you like, but limiting the amount, I think, is is the real key. Well, and I think people hear that, they roll their eyeballs, but using a smaller plate is really one way that you can, it's a good tool. It's a really good tool because you can't load up a humongous plate full when you take, you take the salad plate and use that as your main plate. So listeners, that is one really great tool that you can use and just do it and you will, as a result, absolutely eat less. Now, staying away from the food is a different deal, Dr. Power, especially if you're drinking, and we'll talk about drinking those calories, but your inhibitions, you're at a party, the lights are low and twinkling, and it's mindless. So what do you do about the inhibition problem? Yeah, I mean, you really do have to put some effort in. I I think... (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's probably the secret, right? You can't just hope that your, you know, your willpower will do it all. You have to really work at it. You really do. And and I think knowing that, I think everyone that's listening to this at some point in their lives has been in that situation and, and can realize, gosh, I've really got to pay attention in this situation. Um, and, and that doesn't mean don't have the things you like, don't have the drinks that you like. It, it just means be aware of what you're doing and, and, and make sure that you're not overdoing it, either with the drinking or with the eating. So how can we drink less calories? Not drink less, because anyone that knows me knows I love my wine. But there, the calories start to add up, especially when people see recipes for, you know, rum chata mixed with things. And those things have just tons of calories, but they always look so good. What do we do about that? Yeah, I, I think, I don't think you can really change those things to have fewer calories and have it work out. I think the secret is have one and then have something else. Um, you really do just have to limit the amount. And, and on the idea of the smaller plates, eating less food... Take a smaller cup. You'll drink less if you're drinking out of a smaller cup if you have that choice. 
You know, that's true, too, because when I have a glass of wine at night, I try and take one of my little, even sometimes a little, like, sherry glass or brandy glass, and I put my wine in that on nights when I'm really trying to control myself, and then I just have this little tiny cup of wine, and I feel satisfied. You know, it's like it almost tricks your your mind into thinking you got what you wanted without all of the damage done. Yeah, and I think that's exactly it. You have to give you have to let yourself enjoy the things that you like without overdoing it. And if that means having the drink or the food that you want but having less of it, I think that is a perfectly good outcome without worrying about how healthy or the amount of calories or or sugar that's in the certain things you're eating. If you just limit yourself and and that may be hard, but if you can find a way to do it, that I think is going to solve a lot of problems. We will continue with our guest and our conversation. But first, a question to you. Are you forgetting things lately? Or how about a loved one? We want to tell you about a brand new book called Memory Rescue that has just been published that could really help you. Let's hear from its author. Hi, I'm Dr. Daniel Amen, uh, author of a new book called Memory Rescue. Memory Rescue teaches you uh, how to prevent future problems, but if you're having memory problems now, how to rescue it, how to get it back so that everything in your life can be better. Plant the habits that I talk in your life. I know it'll make a dramatic difference for you and for those you love. It's important that you receive this information. Get your copy of Memory Rescue by Dr. Daniel Amen. Learn more at MemoryRescueBook.com. That's MemoryRescueBook.com. Now back to Melanie Cole and Life's Too Short. So obviously planning ahead is such a great way. I mean, when I'm making meals for the week for my kids, planning ahead makes it so much easier. But sometimes the best laid plans, you know, you go to a party and it's like, whoops. So do you think that if you eat, because some people say have a small meal or a salad or something before you go to a party, do you think that that just makes you eat more calories because you're still going to eat just as much at a party? Or do you think it really does reduce your hunger and help some of that willpower if you do some of this planning ahead? Yeah. I, you know, I think there are some people that will just eat just as much at the party if they ate beforehand. But I think for an awful lot of people going into a situation where there's a lot of delicious food when they're hungry is really a recipe for disaster. And so for those people, I think having something to eat ahead of time so that they're not hungry not necessarily a full meal, but having something just to take the edge off the hunger so that when they walk in the door and see the food, it's not seeing the food that triggers the urge to eat combined with the feeling of hunger. It's, it's just one of those signals. As a professor and you're teaching your students, Dr. Parr, do you advocate if they're all you know, going to start to get into this field and such and they're going to be experts, people are going to ask them a lot of questions, what about the scale at this time of the year? Are you someone who tells your students, you know what, you know, keep an eye on the scale. Tell your clients, keep an eye on the scale at this time of the year. And that way you can see if you're starting to get out of control. Yeah, I, I think that that can go both ways. I think there are some people that will get obsessive about it and maybe add a lot of stress that they don't need. But I think for an awful lot of people, um, 
being aware of what's happening really matters. You know, there there are people who weigh themselves every day. There are people that weigh themselves every week, and there are people that weigh themselves every month or two. And and I think that even if you're on some level know where you're at weight wise, um, you don't really have to worry about that so much. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're someone that that likes to keep track, certainly doing that, you'll at least know what's going on, so there won't be that big surprise on January 1st. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think when I don't get on the scale after a week or two, I'm like kind of feel guilty about it. And then I'm like, geez, now if I get on, it's going to be terrible. So, I mean, I think that I'm somebody who likes to step on maybe once a week or once or twice a week so that at least I can kind of keep track. This isn't really the time to lose weight during the holidays. So if you're somebody on a weight loss program, that's really not the time to do it. However, maintenance. What do you think about, I don't know, journaling or using some of the technology out there to kind of keep track of what your activity level is and what you're ingesting? Yeah, I think that's good. And I think for some people that works really well. You know, there are people who really enjoy keeping track of what they're doing, whether it's writing it down or whether it's using some kind of app to keep track for them. Um, and for those people, I think it makes perfect sense. I think if, if you're not someone who does that and that doesn't come natural for you, trying to force yourself to do it around this time of year is probably not going to help very much. Although I would say I'm always in favor of people being mindful of what they do. And if the taking the time um, you know, to journal or to write down or in some way keep track of, of what you've been eating and your activity level and, and how you're feeling and how you're feeling about what you're eating and your activity level. I, I always think that's a good idea. You can even record that stuff. When I was in Weight Watchers, before I got pregnant with my first child, and even doing what I do for a living, we all, I'm four foot ten, so, you know, weight gain comes pretty easily when you're so short. But, I, you know, I, I did then enjoy and really concentrate. I brought my little Weight Watchers book with me and I, you know, wrote down my little points and I, and I did so well, but I got razzed a bit. I got, you know, people tease you because you know, you're at a party and there you are doing all that stuff, but it does take a certain commitment, but it worked for me. It really did work. Yeah. And so, so you're someone for whom that makes a lot of sense. There are other people who, if you said, you know, you should journal and you should keep track of what you're doing and why you're doing it and how it's affecting you, they will roll their eyes and throw up their hands and say, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. And I, I think maybe, you know, if they move towards being more mindful about, about their health behaviors, that would probably be beneficial for them. But my gosh, there's enough going on this time of year that, that trying to add a new trick to your, your repertoire is probably not a good idea. So as we're trying to, you know, figure things out, focusing on family and friends, and if, you know, at this time of the year, sometimes there's good gossip, and if you can get involved in some kind of good little controversy or gossip, as long as it's not politics, you can really take your mind off of the food part. Yeah, I think focusing that's right. On and, people. and I think another thing, too, is is using these situations and these events as a chance to connect with people more so than the food. I think one of the things that we've done that, that hurts us is have connected food so closely with um, being with other people. You know, it's the food that we go for, not the people. And I think focusing on the people over the food can really, can really help. I also think another thing is there's just so much food around. I mean, everywhere you go, there's treats and snacks and parties and, and 
you know, staying away from that, you, you need to set up for yourself a no-food zone somewhere. And if that's your kitchen counter or that's your desk at work or whatever that is, you need a place that you can be that you don't have food staring you in the face all the time. And I, I think that'll help, too. Um, you know, it, it, again, it takes the focus away from the food and eating and puts it back on the holidays and the people and the fun. And I think even the grocery stores contribute to that, Dr. Parr, because they, I mean, the samples are all over the place, little cheese cubes and little mini quiches you can try. And boy, you can pack on the pounds just walking through the grocery store to shop these days with all the samples. Yeah, it's that's hard to exactly resist. right. It, and it's not just the grocery stores. It's almost everywhere you go, right? There's always food somewhere, every you know, think about it at work, you know, meetings at work. Now it's the holidays, so people are bringing treats to a meeting. And if you have several meetings in a day, I mean, that that's an extra meal just of cookies, right? It is. And you can certainly really load up at, at, when you're just even at work, as you say. I mean, it doesn't even matter where you are. There's just food everywhere all the time. So now on to the part where we get to sort of breathe and give ourselves a break. What do you want to tell us in summary about you know, the mindset that goes into trying to do all of these things and trying to maintain and and at least achieve our goal of not gaining a ton of weight, putting yeah. it that way. What do you want to tell us about giving ourselves a break and having some fun at the holidays? Yeah, I think the first thing is you have to know yourself. You have to know what are the situations that are going to get you in trouble and be difficult? And as much as you can, avoid those or manage them in some way like we've been talking about. I also think you have to, as best you can, make smart choices within those contexts, whether that's using a smaller plate or simply situating yourself away from the room that has all the food in it at a party. And then you're absolutely right. I mean, this is not a time of year for people to embark on a weight loss journey. I'm sure there are people who who can do that successfully, but I think it is a real challenge this time of year. And the give yourself a break is realize that there's a lot of temptations going on and there's a lot of things that you're going to want to participate in, and that's okay. Um, do it within reason and then set a goal that once the holidays are passed, and not even January 1st, but when you get yourself situated in the new year, to get back on track. Absolutely. And it's such great advice. And we gave some real usable tips here, listeners, that you can use and you can do. Use smaller plates. Use a smaller cup for your alcohol. Focus on your family and your friends and the gossip and the presents. Really try and cook your own food to make it a little bit healthier. You know, create your no food zones. Try and get as much activity as you can work in. Even if it's dancing around the kitchen, keeping music on all the time and just dancing around to get that extra little bit of activity. Anything you can do at this time of the year really does help. And there are some apps and you can, you know, not appetizers, but apps that you can use that can help you keep track if you're somebody that wants to do that. And maybe even weigh yourself at the beginning of the season and then once or twice during the season just to kind of keep it in your mind and keep track. But these are all really good bits of advice and things that you can use starting today. Remember to go onto iTunes and rate and review and like us on Facebook. There's a lot of ways you can get involved so that we can all hear from the experts together because that is what we're doing right here on RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening and stay well.